are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037thebuzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. Arkansas and Georgia baseball coming up this weekend in Baumwalker Stadium. Should be a great one. Uh, Georgia is a team that is probably middle of the pack when it comes to the SEC. I think they're twin and 11 at this point. But still, a team in the SEC and baseball is always going to be a very formidable team. And we're going to talk a lot more about Georgia, get some details on it as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Logan Booker of 960 The Ref down in Athens, Georgia. Also, the public address announcer for the Georgia Bulldogs when it comes to their baseball team. Logan, appreciate you joining us, man. How you doing? Hey, this is Logan from Athens. I'm trying to win tickets to the Friday game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you probably just missed him. You had to be caller number three. Oh, Sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, was, I wish I could get tickets. I wish I was making the trip out there. I've not. I've actually never been to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and I've heard so much good, uh, not only about the town itself, but the baseball environment you guys have out here is really second to none. So I'm, I'm envious of my co-host who calls the games, uh, calls the Georgia baseball games. He's actually on a plane right now heading your way, but uh, looking forward to a fun weekend. Yeah, it's crazy, man. This was your opportunity because Arkansas played Georgia in football in Fayetteville and in basketball in Fayetteville, now baseball in Fayetteville. I mean, what else do you need? I'm telling you, if if my co-host, I'm I'm serious, if he did not uh, call the game, if he travels with the team everywhere they go, then I'd be way, way easier to make some trips out west. So i got to make this happen sooner or later. So as soon as we're out of this pandemic deal, maybe we'll play some football out there again pretty soon. I I need to take you up on your offer and get out there pretty soon. Well, just uh, be on the lookout because I'll be making the uh, trip to Georgia this football season. So uh, we'll we'll get in touch then, though, and we'll – We'll set something up. But, man, since it's baseball season, I'm curious. You know, we don't know much about Georgia as far as baseball goes because uh, we haven't had a chance to, to play them here in Arkansas. But, you know, just from your perspective, and I know that uh, you follow the baseball team really closely, well, what's the season been like? I, I know that they're 10-11 and 11 in conference play, and, you know, they're, they're trying to get into postseason and all that stuff. But as far as the expectations, how the season's gone, I mean, what's it like and what's the feel like there in Athens right now for this baseball team? Yeah, it's certain. It's certainly a grind. As, as you guys know, the SEC is absolutely no joke. Every single week you're going to play someone that's, that's either highly ranked or just playing their best baseball of the year. And really, last year was, was a very, very promising year for Georgia baseball. A couple of top pitchers, Emerson Hancock, Cole Wilcox, who were drafted both in the top six. Of, I'm sorry, in the, in the first round, Emerson Hancock was the top six pick in the last Major League Baseball draft. But they really, really had a squad last year that got cut short because of the pandemic and some other players as well uh, that didn't come back to the team and either went to the Major League or had to go on to do something else in their careers and uh, really put Georgia in a situation where there's a lot of freshmen playing this year uh, at every position. I think you guys are going to see a true freshman uh, play tomorrow night, the Friday game. Liam Sullivan is going to get the start for the Dogs. And he pitched well, but he has, you know, his freshman moments as well that certainly come with that and some position players as well. But one thing that Georgia really, really lacks right now is just the experience. There's some really good, solid ball players, but as, as we all know, getting your feet wet in the SEC is no joke whatsoever. So there's been some ups and some downs, some very good highlights for Georgia. A couple weeks ago, about a month ago or so, the Dogs went out to Vanderbilt while Vanderbilt was ranked number one, found a way to win two out of three of those games 
and really could have, maybe even should have won that, that third game. But they gave Kumar Rocker his first loss of the season and uh, really went toe-to-toe with, uh, with Leiter, Jack Leiter, and actually ran him off in a no decision. But when Georgia hit, Georgia hits the ball really, really far. Uh, one of the big problems Georgia's had right now is leaving runners on base. In fact, 95 times this year Georgia has struck out with a runner in scoring position. 35 of those have been uh, with a bat on the shoulder. So that's been a big issue that Coach Strickland talks about a lot is kind of taking advantage of the moment. And uh, it's, just, it's just been a little bit of a grind not taking advantage of a lot of those moments. And as you just mentioned, John, at 10 and 11 in the, in the conference, and then the final three weekends of the season are at Arkansas. We're going to Florida next week, then hosting Ole Miss uh, to wrap things up. So Georgia's really, really desperate for some wins right here. And uh, they, they really need to hypothetically win at least one in Arkansas, one if not two down in Gainesville. And they've got to get a win or two against Ole Miss if the postseason's going to prove to be something they, they can be involved in. This team playing with a lot of players and – you mentioned Emerson Hancock and how good he was. Does mm-hmm. this, you know, is there somebody on this team that not necessarily to be as good as he was, but the potential there? And how often is Georgia able to land players, you know, in that caliber where they're able to, to recruit and land some of these players that are really good like Emerson Hancock? Sure, yeah, Emerson Hancock was phenomenal, as you said. One, one guy that you, you guys are going to see on Saturday, Jonathan Cannon, uh, is a phenomenal, phenomenal right-handed pitcher. Every time he pitches in Foley Field in Athens, the scout alleys kind of behind home plate there are just shoulder-to-shoulder with scouts, uh, have those radar guns up looking at him. He's pitched very, very well. He's 2-2 two and two in the season, uh, has a little bit of a high ERA, 419 going into the weekend, but he just he needs to get control of his stuff, and when he's on, he's really, really on. He was one of the winning pitchers out there in Vanderbilt a month ago, and that may have been his best uh, best stuff that we've seen from him all season. But uh, Georgia has recruited very well. There's a couple arms that are just you know getting acclimated right now. C.J. Smith is another arm that's been hurt all season. He will not pitch this weekend, but it's really been a shame uh, that every single weekend Georgia essentially has had to go to a bullpen game, kind of a, a, a pitch-by-committee deal, when C.J. would have been a really, really good addition to this, uh, this lineup. But he's been hurt all season, and like I said a moment ago, a lot of freshmen like Jaden Woods is a pitcher that's probably going to be pretty darn good before his time is done in Athens, but he's a true freshman now. Uh, you, you guys will probably get a chance to see him tomorrow with Liam Sullivan starting. He'll probably get in the game at some point. Uh, but, yeah, it's, when you lose a pitcher like Emerson Hancock and Cole Wilcox, who, like I said, top MLB draft picks, it really does kind of put you in a little bit of a pickle. And recruiting is as good as it can be. Uh, it's not, you know, tops in the nation by any stretch, but Coach Strickland, when he gets a good arm in there, he's good at developing that arm. Uh, but sometimes when you're in a situation like this year where you have to start some of these younger guys and go to the bullpen by committee, uh, your ERA kind of suffers because of that. So George has been giving up a little bit of runs, especially in the SEC. But like I said, it, it depends on which Georgia team offensively shows up. There's some really frustrating days when you watch these guys. And then you'll have a night like uh, like against Vanderbilt when you hit, uh, what was it, I think seven home runs the first game. They just absolutely teed off on pitching that night. And when they hit them, they hit them far. So we'll see which one shows up uh, uh, with, with, when you get, we get together tomorrow. But not not sure what the offense is going to show up. But the pitching will be solid, but it's not going to be top-tier SEC. We'll continue our discussion with Logan Booker here in just a second. First, folks, i got to tell you about rockauto.com and how it is a family business serving auto park customers online for 20 years. 
If you go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, you can see that they have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, rockauto.com are always reliably low with their prices, and it's the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts in one of those big box stores? If you go to rockauto.com now, see all the car parts available for your car or truck, be sure to write locked on in the how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need at rockauto.com. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. So, Logan, when you've been looking at Arkansas, obviously they've been the number one mm-hmm. team for weeks now. And here in Arkansas, everyone's excited about it, but it's almost like this part of like, okay, this is great, but let's get to the postseason and see what you do with it. But from yeah. your perspective, looking at the Razorbacks right now, what what do you make of this team? You've seen a lot of great baseball teams in the SEC over the years. How, how does this team, just from what you know, stack up with some of those best teams? And do you feel like this might be a team that can make a run to the College World Series and win a title? Yeah, if I was, was going to pick a team out of the SEC right now, I mean, obviously you're going to talk about Vanderbilt as being who in the world is going to beat them two out of three games. I mean, that's going to be a real challenge with Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. But uh, with what Arkansas does and the way you guys have been playing your SEC series, I don't know who's going to beat Arkansas. Uh, two games out of three right now either. So I do see this as a potential team to make a really good run in the postseason. Uh, one thing we talked about in our morning show today as we previewed this series as well, that our, if I'm saying this right, Arkansas, the only SEC series that the Hogs have swept was at Mississippi State. Every other series, the Hogs have won, but they have dropped one game along the way each uh, SEC weekend. That's something that Georgia has got to figure out a way uh, to make happen again. Again, if Georgia does not need to win two of three or go to Arkansas expecting to get a, a kind of miraculous sweep, but if Georgia can get a win against this team, that'll bode very, very well for the dogs. But as far as Arkansas goes, if they hold true and do wind up winning two of three or three of three, as we're inching closer and closer to Hoover, I, I definitely, definitely see a run, if not in Hoover, a uh, pretty good regional spot you guys should land in and on. And uh, I think I will be talking about Arkansas well into the June month when we start panning this thing out. So, yeah, it's a very impressive ball club right now. Which I Again, wish I was there to be able to see it in person, but uh, it should be a pretty fun weekend. What were some of the things Georgia was able to do to have success against Vandy? Because, as you mentioned, Arkansas Vandy at the top of the standings, and we saw that they did have success against Vandy. Mm-hmm. So maybe they could do some of those things well, the same types of things against Arkansas. So I mentioned when, when some of these younger guys, we got a couple freshmen on the team right now in the lineup that when they put the barrel on the ball, they can absolutely crush that thing. I saw the longest home run I've seen in Foley Field in Athens, and I've been doing this thing for many, many years. Uh, we, had, we have a freshman named Corey Collins. He's the DH. He pops in and catches every once in a while. Big left-handed bat. Uh, when you guys see him this weekend, you'll have to like convince yourself that he really is a true freshman. Uh, fresh out of high school. This kid is built like Paul Bunyan, man. And when he puts the ball in play, uh, gets a hold of one of those, he could absolutely crush it. He had good success against Vanderbilt a couple weeks ago. Also a very young guy as well playing third base, Parks Harbor. He's one of those when you just look at him, yeah, you start thinking like Alex Bone with the Philadelphia Phillies. He's got that same build, that same makeup. He can crush the ball. He's got, if it's not two, it's three walk-off hits, including a couple of home runs in Foley Field this year. But he is a very, very, very promising uh, bat in that lineup, and as he gets older and older, and he'll he'll progress, obviously. But 
Uh, him up at Vanderbilt also had good success. Garrett Blaylock, another big left-handed bat when he puts the ball in play and hit it a mile. And Josh McAllister, who's been kind of in and out of dealing with a little bit of a hamstring issue, I think he is expected to go this weekend. But if he's full go, that's another player that when he puts the barrel on the bat again, I'm sorry to keep repeating myself here, but a lot of these guys can really, really hit the baseball. It's just a matter of if they show up to do it because there are some games where Georgia fans will scratch their head to say, where is the offense? And then games like in Nashville where you put 14 runs up on the board and you wonder where in the heck did that come from? So if Georgia is going to have any success to mirror what they did in Nashville, they're going to have to hit the ball. Uh, They're going to give up some runs. Arkansas will get their hits this weekend. It's just a matter of who can outpace who. And I think Georgia's going to have to put a six, maybe seven, eight spot up a couple of these games if they're going to want to bring a couple wins back to Athens. Logan, I asked this question honestly because, you know, Georgia, a team that made the College World Series finals appearance back in 2008, uh, you know, a lot of people were familiar with that run that they went on and they kind of a Cinderella story, if you will, in the College World Series. But just looking at what they've done recently, as far as postseason play, it's kind of been spotty, you know, just making it in the tournament in 09, then once again in 2011, 2018, and 2019. So they have made it recently, but, you know, I've always felt like Georgia's been one of those baseball programs that has always been really consistent. What's been the what's been the reasoning behind them having that lull there for a few years and, uh, they're you know, they're trying to get back to postseason, but what's been the reasons behind them not being able to capture that consistency like it seemed like they had in the early two, in the mid-2000s? Sure, it's it, it's a little bit of a head-scratcher. That that might be the one criticism. And, I, I, and I'll, I'll go on record as saying Coach Strickland has done a phenomenal job since 2013 when he took over in Athens. But the one you know monkey on his back right now is the postseason success, just like you're saying. And Georgia can oftentimes uh, go into the postseason pretty hot. I mean, it feels like, hey, this could be a team that could really make a run. Uh, then they lose to a team like Duke a couple years ago that just you know had no business coming to Athens and winning and uh, yeah, it's, it's, I wish I could put my finger on it, John. Sometimes the pitching just kind of gives up some runs and some hits and things unexpectedly and oftentimes, which has been one of the cruxes of Georgia's team this year, is not taking advantage of those opportunities offensively. A lot of runners left on base. So, uh, again, I wish I had the, the exact reason as to why. I think last year, and I, I hate to be that guy, but, but last year was one of those teams that was built to have a really, really good uh, not only season that we got robbed of from this pandemic, but also potentially a postseason run as well. But, uh, you know, Georgia gets its players from some very, very good players that's come out of the program recently. But for whatever reason, it's just it's just you get to the postseason, sometimes you hit a little bit of a wall. And uh, I think Coach Strickland really has the team, you know, focused on, on getting over that. But it's a matter of doing it and not talking about it anymore. But hopefully sooner rather than later. I know that's not a concrete answer, but that, that's how we feel out here. And you've talked about Coach Strickland recruiting well. Is there uh, a certain philosophy as far as going in-state? Because it looks like the roster is loaded with nothing but Georgia players. Has that always been the case, or have they gotten some players from other areas over the years? Yeah, it's, Georgia's a very, very, very rich recruiting state, essentially for anything. Metro Atlanta, every SEC team, every sport tries to dip into the Metro Atlanta area. and There is that old saying that we have to kind of pull out every once in a while here is you can't get them all. They're not all going to stay at home. They're going to go elsewhere. Uh, But you're right. There's a very rich, rich talent base on this roster from Georgia. Uh, Corey Collins, the kid I mentioned from about, you know, 30, 45 minutes up the road, and it was a good get to get him. Some great pitching uh, from from northeast Georgia as well. But uh, Georgia's also benefited recently from some transfers. 
Uh, ben Anderson transferred in. I think it was from Furman recently. He's been a really good leadoff guy for us. And Josh McAllister actually got his start at Vanderbilt. It was a bit of a homecoming when he went back up there to Nashville recently to play uh, against them and got a couple of wins. But another thing, and this, so this is the case for every team out there, every college program, one of the troubles, not troubles, but a challenge that Coach Strickland has, especially in the metro Atlanta area, the way the Major League Baseball draft is set up, it, it's almost like you don't want to recruit too good because there's so much talent in this area. And, and a lot of times it happens often, they'll commit to Georgia, they want to play, then they wind up getting drafted in the first couple of rounds out of high school and want to follow that path uh, instead of college ball. So it, that is a big challenge that Coach Strickland is very open about, is with the talent base here, you don't want to do too good of a job because you'll lose those guys to the majors. You want to you know, be very picky and selective on who you can get. But, uh, yeah, I, I say recruiting has never been a problem for the dogs. It's, what, it's, it's you know, developing when they get there and, Hopefully some of these younger guys I mentioned a moment ago will go on one of those runs like 2008 in the next few years because the talent is very, very much there. Uh, it's just getting these guys the experience they need as freshmen right now. Then hopefully next couple of years that will start paying off big in the, long, in the big run. We'll continue our discussion with Logan Booker of 960 The Ref down in Athens. But first, got to tell you about betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing, and you can take all the action at BetOnline. .ag. Get the latest nudes, odds, and info on your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. Head to the website and use your mobile device today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at betonline.ag. Use that promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit again betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts you are locked on razorbacks your daily arkansas razorbacks podcast Got to ask you a little bit and shift gears to football, my man, because it's, yeah, it's, I know Georgia fans are always excited about football, but is this going to be the year where they win the SEC East, win the SEC, make oh, it yeah. back to the college football playoff? No doubt about it. This is a 15-0 season. Every win's probably going to be <laughs> by 12 or 15 or more, and the Clemson better watch out week one. So uh, That's what we always say every summer, at least. We're at least going to convince ourselves of, uh, what are we at now, 122 days, I think it is, until September 4th, and... Uh, Look, there's a lot of hype around this Georgia team right now. I'm still sick to my stomach, John, about losing George Pickens. It, it just absolutely – I'm not going to say crushing. There's some really, really good uh, wide receivers. Maybe the deepest George has been at wide receiver in a while, but no doubt that really, really puts a damper on the offseason. Uh, we are very excited about JT Daniels. He had a good showing to the last four or five uh, games of the season when he finally got healthy enough to play. Uh, he's getting a lot of hype. The running backs, Zamir White, James Cook, all coming back. Uh, but I think what excites me the most uh, about this specific team is not only what I think they can do offensively, but Georgia might have its best defensive line that we've seen. Uh, I, I say this honestly, maybe since the late 90s or so. we got a few guys on this roster, Jalen Carter, uh, Jordan Davis, who decided to come back. He probably would have been a first-round pick had he gone this year. Uh, Trayvon Walker is another big name to keep an eye on, Devontae Wyatt. If a team wants to run the ball on Georgia, which I know a lot of teams are shifting over to that, you know, pass happy offense, but uh, not only can Georgia stop the run with efficiency, I think we're going to have a better pass rush than we've had in a very, very long time. And that could ease things up on our biggest question, and that's the, uh, the secondary. We're missing a lot of people from last year. So 
Uh, we're very excited, as we always are, to know October 2nd. Can't wait to have the Hogs in town. Is that the first time since 2010? Is that the last time you guys have come to Athens? Yeah, that's 2010. Yeah, the Ryan Ryan Mallet here, I think it was. Arkansas won that game. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to having you guys out here. But, but yeah, you – you guys know how Georgia fans get. I'm one of them. I'm as guilty as anybody. We're gonna we're gonna get really excited this off season, and uh, we may get humbled September 4th, as I just said, Georgia Clemson in Charlotte uh, to open the season up. So that'll be very very telling. But the good news about that, uh, and I'm not trying to be a defeatist here, but the loser of that game, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Clemson, they're gonna have a good loss on the schedule, and we'll be able to hopefully navigate the regular season and maybe even meet up again in that postseason. So. I think as far as the East is concerned, Florida's losing a lot. Uh, I think Georgia, when SEC Media Days rolls around, will probably be the heavy pick to, to win the East. And uh, that needs to be goal number one, get to Atlanta, and then uh, Georgia will have the same problem as everybody else, and that's trying to figure out a way to get past Alabama and hopefully get back into that playoff. But should be a good offseason. I'm excited about the hype around Georgia right now. I embrace that, and uh, looking forward to just maybe a, a nice, more normal summer leading into a more normal fall coming up. All right, Logan, we got about 30 seconds, man. My last one for you. You're going to take care of Felipe Franks out there. I know you're a Falcons guy, man, and uh, Razorback your back fans are hopeful that uh, he'll make the team out there because uh, they're rooting for him, at least here in Arkansas. I'll, I'll tell you what, we, we enjoy Felipe because we've beat him every time we've played him, and that's not just <laughs> Arkansas. That was his time at Florida as well. So we hold a little bit of a grudge, but, hey, what better way to make a friend out of your enemy than to turn him into a Falcon? So we got Kyle Pitt. And we got Felipe Frank. So, yeah, we like making guys our, our own if they're going to be an enemy in the college realm. Man, perfect. Well, we'll take Yeah, no, I think everybody would, that's for sure. Logan, man, we appreciate it as always, buddy. Enjoy yep. the weekend, man. You too. Have, have fun. We'll hope to talk to you guys soon. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.